1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I am your host and captain and dad, Garrett Morlang. And here in the virtual studio with me is the one and only nerd dad, Zetch Keenan.
2: What is up, all my
1: favorite Bethesda fans? Oh, boy, we have (laughs) some news for you guys. I'm sure everyone already knows about it. But man, I can't wait to talk about the news today. Some sweet stuff came out this last week, um, but uh, man, how was your uh, how was your weekend?
2: Pretty good, pretty good. Um, I'll talk about it more later. But I discovered so after I beat Bioshock, I was kind of like in limbo of okay, what am I going to play next? So I kind of went around and like looking through my library and sampling a bunch of stuff, and uh, I started playing through Devil May Cry Five. Like okay. It's just been a game that I've had sitting that, in that my library That came out just this last like spring, ever. right? Uh, yeah, it was pretty recent.
1: Yeah, like I January think, or February or something. Or... Yeah,
2: I forgot when. I got to go back and look it up. All I know is that I bought it like a few months ago when it was on sale. Hmm. And then um, I played through like the first level, but then kept getting stuck at the boss and kept okay. dying and dying and dying and dying. And I was like, you know what, whatever, I'll come back to this later. <laughs> and so I jumped back into it. I was like, okay there's obviously a game mechanic I am not understanding because I should not be dying this much <laughs> on the first boss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And sure enough, I was like, just didn't know how to use all my moves. And so once I figured that out, I was like, okay, this guy's dead. And then now I can't put it down. So nice.
1: Yeah. But, that's one of those series. I, I've obviously heard of forever. Cause there's always like a PlayStation deal. It's always been in the PlayStation ecosystem since PS one. Right. Yeah. Um, and i until until uh devil may cry 5 i don't think i've ever seen gameplay from a devil may cry game like i always heard about it and saw like promotional pictures and always look super cool and i know of dante the character and i'm like dante is super like ba like i always i definitely like <laughs> thought he was such a cool looking dude and like a little i don't know uh, uh motif around it but then yeah. having never played it like i like i don't know I have no idea, no idea what it's about. And then like I saw I things like a kind of funny like gameplay thing. They went through like they did a preview event and then showed off some gameplay. I'm like, this game looks insane. Like this is like hack and slash, beat the crap out of things, blow things up, cut things in half, whatever. Like oh yeah, I don't know. It's like you're, like taking a motorcycle, like using them as swords and stuff. Like what the heck is this? Yeah. So I don't know. I might be uh, interested in eventually. Well, what they just uh, we'll talk about it a little later, but the new PS Five definitive edition that's coming out with <laughs> devil may cry five maybe I'll uh, yeah. pick that up next year who knows
2: <laughs> yeah i also started playing through uh during my sample period i started playing through mass effect andromeda again and you know what uh, i kind to realize
1: how's that what how how is that
2: so i remember when mass effect andromeda first came out and if you can ever find the episode of nerd dads where i reviewed it um
1: i do remember listening I'd... to that one yeah
2: I gave it terrible reviews. Like, I hate, I hated it. I did not like that game. Like, you might remember. You might recall. I was, I, I took much
1: umbrage with that I think game. A, I, did. I think a lot of people did. A lot of people, a lot of people were people did. pretty angry about that yeah. game.
2: There, a lot of people were really upset. And, you know, playing through it now, after they've kind of patched the crap out of it and, like, fixed a lot of the actual, like, bugs, like with the eyes being all
1: weird, <laughs> faces being inside out. <laughs>
2: yeah, like, a lot of stuff being, like, just, just not working. I come to realize one thing. Mass Effect Trilogy is one of the greatest trilogies in gaming history, right? It's just perfect, except for the end of 3. Up until the end of 3, you can debate me all you want. Anybody that's ever played it, you can hit me up on Discord. You can at me on Twitter. We'll discuss it. I invite, <laughs> your, I invite your tweets. You heard them. But the end of that game was so just atrociously bad.
1: I feel like I heard Just, a lot of people have said that, though. Like, that doesn't seem like a very hot, at least from my friend circles. Hang on. I feel I'm like a di- lot of people. I'm not doing my thought. I'm not doing my okay. thought. Okay, carry on. So, Sorry.
2: apart from the end, Mass Effect 3, or Mass Effect Trilogy is one of the greatest pieces of video game history, right? Along oh, yes. comes Mass Effect Andromeda. Okay. Now, it's like, people are like, yes, another Mass Effect game. It's going to blow me away. It's going to be so good. And when it came out, it was super buggy, which already is off-putting. Right. Right. But it's just that, just in general, like the dialogue isn't that well written, and the concept doesn't have as much at stake as the original trilogy. So it kind of, it was kind of, it's kind of was handicapped in a way because it was like trying to compete with this really big precedent it already set it for itself, and it it just couldn't achieve that. So mm-hmm. it's not a bad game. It's just not nearly it's as not good, good <laughs> as the original trilogy so it's still fun i'm still yeah, yeah. down to i'm I'm enjoying it and okay. after i'm done with devil may cry i might go back and actually finish it this time because i didn't finish it the first time through i just was like i'm done i put in my put in my my four hours five hours whatever it was and i'm like i'm i'm over it i, I can't even but now that i've now that i've simmered down i'm i've matured hmm. i got a whole new whole new outlook on this piece okay like, i
1: think the only mass effect i've ever played was three and i've talked about this before on the show but right at the tail end of the ps3 generation they released it for free on ps plus um and so i got it and i'm like i've never played the first two i should probably play those first and then i think at that point the first one wasn't still wasn't available on ps3 or anything like that and so i was like well i can't play that one i guess i could play the second one i don't want to spend money on it though because i was at that point uh it <laughs> wasn't buying any games <laughs> i just had said yeah uh and so i was like well i'll just start into it and see what happens and at the beginning because i never played before it's like uh what were some of your decisions from previous games like it goes through like this quiz basically and i'm like <laughs> i don't know who any of these people are what any of this <laughs> means." so i'm like picking random things which determines what the rest of the story is going to be like i think i only played i don't know maybe probably about four or five hours kind of like what you normally give your games on a good review and i'm like yeah not feeling it mostly just because i didn't know the world like i have no idea what's going on um and then i did play a little bit of mass effect andromeda because they did when it came out and it got horrible horrible reviews they did the thing where like oh actually you can download the game for free the full game and you can play it for 20 hours or maybe not 20 hours it was like so many hours you can play it for so many hours and (laughs) then you can beat it Maybe it wasn't 20. I feel like it was a substantial amount, but maybe not quite 20. Um, It was like a good chunk of time and like, okay, whatever you get done in that time, great. And it'll save your data. And then you have to buy it. Like you buy the rest of the game if you want to keep going. It was like a couple few hours. And I'm like, uh, I played like 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, still not really feeling it just because I wasn't hooked by the Mass Effect world in general. And then obviously at that point, it was still super buggy. So I'm like, this is hard, hard to get into. But, yeah, yeah, you
2: really kind of, you really kind of got to start with one, just because I think one really kind of sets the tone of yeah. how it grandiose is, everything is yeah, leading up it, to.
1: Is one available on PC?
2: I think it's all available now. Like I think if through EA Origin or something, you can even get it through there. Oh, okay. Two is hands down the best in the series. Like it's yeah one of the that's greatest what I've games. Heard. Ever. That's a perfect ten. That game is so good, so good
1: okay interesting
2: but anyway that's what i was doing this weekend how about you what you got also uh, everybody might not might notice jj is not with us today
1: jj is not with us he, he left uh, ghosted skipped town
2: yeah he's hasn't returned any of our calls or text messages
1: yeah for all we know he's halfway to nebraska now, by now or something
2: <laughs> he's always been saying he's want to go to nebraska that's like his favorite place he loves corn
1: Corn really fan. loves corn. Corn bread, corn on the cob, corny corn chips, jokes. corny jokes, anything corn. Corn chowder. I, I like a good corn chowder. Corn on the cob. Corn the cob. That is a good one. Um, so my weekend was just really Friday night. I finished Bioshock. Kind of Woo! Cut it close, but I got it done, ready for the uh, Super Gamer Book Club that we'll be recording tomorrow. Uh, yeah. As of this recording, so Tuesday night we're going to record it, release it. Um, I guess we haven't officially told people when we're going to release it. We're doing f- last Friday of every month, right? That's yep, what we're last going Friday for. of every month. So on Friday, you will get uh, as long as you're a Patreon supporter at the dollar or above level, uh, you will get our Super Gamer Book Club episode where we talk about in depth our thoughts and, you know, experience with Bioshock from 2008. Um, so that'll be a fun one. Anyways, I finished it up on Friday and yeah, still done. kind of dialing in my, my notes and kind of my thoughts on that. I'm, I'm not good at like putting my thoughts on paper. I never was like in growing up in school, like in English class, I was never great at like writing papers at all. I was like, I have a lot of ideas up here in my head. I'll talk to you about <laughs> it. But, um, so it's been more of just like pondering and like okay like what are what are going to be my retorts to you know these certain point points and stuff like that, yeah. uh, which has been fun because it was a really fun game. But we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Uh, also, I also oh, on ahead. that note, I want to put it out
2: to everybody that if you guys have any questions or comments or anything mm-hmm. that you guys want us to discuss about Bioshock in particular, please Discord them them to us or mention them
1: to us on our Patreon. <laughs> I guess this is more for our Patreon listeners who will get this episode tonight because by Wednesday yeah. it'll already be recorded. But um, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll put out a post on our Discord as well. Hey, if anyone has any Bioshock stuff and on Twitter, I'll do a yeah. Twitter post and uh, Discord post to everyone. Yeah. So let everybody um, know because that'd be the great. Re- the rest of you getting this on Wednesday, sorry, it's too late. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Show to support us on Patreon. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Saturday and Sunday, I don't know, Just really busy getting ready. Uh, like I said, uh, actually, I don't remember if it was on air or off air. Uh, I think it was before we started recording. Uh, my in laws are in town, which is awesome. I love cool. having them here. But it was also like, oh, the house is a disaster. So, like, Saturday was all day cleaning inside the house. And then Sunday was all day doing yard work, uh, mowing the lawn. We borrowed a kiddie pool from a friend. It was like disgusting. So, what happened is we borrowed it right before all the fires came through.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I forgot to like tear it down and let it dry out. Well, I didn't forget there wasn't really time. Like, one morning, I woke up, and there's ash falling from the sky. So, basically, it was just, like, a sludgy, ashy mess. That's
2: disgusting. Yeah,
1: so I'd, like, hose it really good and scrub it. And I felt, because I felt super bad. I'm like, this is our friend's, not even ours. <laughs> like, I destroyed their little kiddie oh, pool. man. But I got it all spick and span, got it back <laughs> in, in its bag, looking looking good, looking squeaky clean, brand new. Um, yeah, tell you what, our yard is looking fire right now, like so good.
2: Fantabulous.
1: So... Yeah, it was just a lot of work. I was exhausted. I went into work this morning, and my boss was like, "Hey, how's it going?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm so tired. Like, I'm ready for a nap." (laughs) He's like, "Well, uh, strap in for a day of work. Full day of work." (laughs) Thanks, thanks, John. Thanks for the encouragement there. Thank you,
2: Dad-in-law. It's my house.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so weekend was was pretty much like that. I did get to play Super Mario Sunshine. We'll talk about that later. Um, Yeah, nothing, nothing too spectacular. Oh. We did, uh, it was a crazy thing. We finally like got out of the house for once. Sunday morning, we went to uh, church outdoors. We went to a new church in the area and they do an outdoor service. And it was like, oh, wow, it was so weird just to like leave my home. They all still did a social distancing thing. Like there's like, you know, they're a huge yard. There's like squares spray painted all over. Like, okay, everyone yeah. stay in your square. And, uh, but yeah, it was a super cool like to see other people besides, like I haven't seen anyone other than you guys on the computer and then uh like jj and john like my boss and a couple other coworkers at work like that's it i've seen like 10 people in the last six months in wow. person wow. so i'm like okay uh, it was really nice to like get out even though i didn't know half of them because again like i said it's the it new church we're going to it's like oh man uh people like they do still exist <laughs> there are <laughs> still people out there um so yeah that was uh that was my weekend nothing too crazy But, uh, boy, I'm excited to get in the show. I think we should uh, move along here because I can't wait to talk about this news. Because today we are talking about uh, PlayStation backwards compatibility, what that will look like. Uh, Xbox, just Xbox in general. We're talking about that. Uh, (laughs) And the future of Bethesda. But first, let's give a quick shout out to our super gamer producer, Adrian the Homeboy Holmes. Who, by the way... Hey, have we announced this yet? Or is this supposed to be a surprise?
2: I think you mentioned it last week.
1: I think I mentioned it before. He's yeah, yeah he's going to be the special guest on our Bioshock episode. So if you want to see him in the video form, if you want to hear his uh, dulcet tones over your your headphones in the podcast <laughs> the audio form, uh, come by and uh, support us over at Patreon. So that way you can uh, you can uh, meet our Patreon producer and the cool uh, uh, Bioshock episode we're doing here. Our Super Gamer sponsors as well. Uh, we have this week or this month. I guess it's monthly for Patreon, huh? Uh, Bill Bird, Julie Bates, Dustin Long, Brent Fox, and Daniel James. Thank you guys so much for your support as well as the rest of you. Uh, there's a bunch listed in our uh, the podcast description. We put them in the and every week. Uh, those who support us at the $5 level. Um, and then also all you $1 levels. You guys are awesome too. Really, you're all awesome and make all this possible. You're so all thank awesome. you so much um we're gonna talk more about our patreon later though um again support us over there though if you want cool bioshock content um but uh let's check out our mailbag and see what cool questions we got this week cool
2: mailbag
1: (laughs) i love how it's always like a little delayed like you're just like cool yeah yeah let's get into it and then at you remember oh I'm Yeah, supposed to do. So that's exactly I'm, what happens I'm supposed every to do time something here <laughs> like oh
2: yes that's me that's my cue
1: <laughs> don't worry that's how JJ was the first like 30 episodes with that uh, if we just nerdy, had nerdy nudes thing <laughs> if we just had pre-recorded bumpers this wouldn't be an issue uh okay we need more patreon support so then we can buy a stream deck and I can just have everything on a button so as soon as it's time I just click click the button boom audio cue. so there if you want, until then,
2: we're stuck with me.
1: We're stuck with screwing that. it up every week. <laughs> so if you want cool uh, audio bumpers on each of the segments, support us over at Patreon so I can I can buy. If s- you like want a to pick bag.
2: the bumper, we'll even let you if you yes. subscribe at our producer tier.
1: <laughs> heck yes, heck <laughs> yes. Alrighty, so we have a few kind of uh, kind of fun questions this week. I was actually really excited by the questions. Um, first one comes from our. Uh, You know, you all know him as Sir Prince-A-Lot. Sir Princey uh, Babes. Sir Princey Babes over on Discord there. He writes hypothetical, which I'm glad he prefaced it with that, because otherwise I would have had no idea it was hypothetical. I would have assumed it was real. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wizards of the Coast. I'm going to get a text from him on that. He's going to be like, dude, you're an idiot. Uh, (laughs) I hate you. Uh, Wizards of the Coast is making a DD and d game, Uh, basically Skyrim. What race or class do you think each other would play as? Oh, man. Uh, so, th- so not Skyrim classes. This is D&D cl- like races and classes, but a Skyrim-type game. So So right. uh, what do you? What would you play, and then what do you think? I mean, JJ's not here, if you want to say JJ. Or what do you think I would play? We have to guess what each other would play? You don't have to guess. Is what do you think they would play? Like, I, If you don't know, I, I'll go first. I already have some picked out. Yeah, you go first. I'm okay. not familiar with D&D. So for JJ... I picked the obvious one. He'd be an orc barbarian because he's just like loud and obnoxious and bumping into things and all about just running in and causing chaos. He's a barbarian. (laughs) He's orc, rambunctious, you know. Uh, I could see you uh, being... I could just go with like the easy joke and just say you're going to be a halfling. (laughs) But but honestly, I actually... In the notes I've written elf i think you would actually be an elf rogue i could see you being uh yeah a little more on the sneaky side sneaking in and out of places just being real nimble on your feet you know quick with the hands pickpocketing stuff like that okay. so okay. An, an elf rogue uh, okay. and i i would i would probably i would i won't say what i want to play as because then i'll you know i don't it, know might, any of might taint your answers okay i don't well, know dnd asked you know the
2: one i know i know magic the gathering
1: uh so but there's like, like human, there's elf, there's half elf, there's orc, half orc, there's dwarf, there's halfling, there's tiefling, which is kind of like a demon uh sort of creature. Um cool. There is I feel like I'm missing a lot. I know there's a lot more than that, but um uh, those are kind of the main ones, I guess.
2: Uh,
1: um uh, as far as classes, there's like
2: warlock, I see you being like a man
1: mage. Okay.
2: Some sort of mage. You know, maybe cast, like a casting some spells. Yeah, like a elven mage. You look like an elven mage like in real life. Huh. Oh, so, thanks. You are
1: welcome. <laughs> thanks, I guess. Yep. <laughs> uh Honestly, I I I do like a good spellcaster. I always like in general, I like ranged classes anyways, like whether it's a video game or in D&D. So like a ranger or a mage or war, something where I'm like casting a spell at people. Um I like the range thing. Although it's ironic, my current D D campaign, I'm a paladin, so I'm like up close and personal with a big battle axe, beating the See, crap. See, that's
2: kind of kinda usually what I would play as. I'm usually like when I play like, I mean, I think Skyrim was one of the few exceptions where I actually played as a mage, but normally, like in Dragon Age or in Mass Effect, I'm usually just going in as a soldier, and mm. I just want to beat the crap out of things. Yeah. I just Unabashedly have like all the health. I'm like a tank. Because yeah, in real yeah. life, I can't do any of those sort of things. I used to play flag football, <laughs> and physical flag football, and I was yeah, a rusher. Yeah. I wasn't good enough to catch any balls or run, but I was good enough to run at the quarterback. And that right. was about it. And if they had a blocker, I usually get thrown around like all the time. I come home <laughs> just with, like, just like bruises. Kind of- <laughs> I got, I got, I got a fair number of sacks. Okay, I wasn't like bad, but I was yeah, definitely yeah. not like your pick. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no,
1: oh boy! Like, yeah, oh yes,
2: I got Zech on my team.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could see you being good. Uh, yeah, like you said, like a rusher, either rushing the QB or if you're on offense, you'd be the one they'd want to slide to real quick, and you'd like run under the radar, like and get to the end zone before nope, anyone. Nope, not even that happen. good enough. I'm just okay, good enough well. to run out the quarterback.
2: I only <laughs> so play defense. Like a,
1: well, like Spider so, Monkey, just like yeah. yards all over. <laughs>
2: Like that. That was my battle cry.
1: (laughs) Catch them off guard. Or make them laugh. So good. Before they threw me. (laughs) (laughs) They just tossed you. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Yeah. Cool. That was a fun one. Thanks, uh, Sir Prince-a-lot over there. Sir Princey Babes. Um, Sir Princey Babes. That's going to be your new name. New name. Change it on uh, Discord immediately. Yep. Uh, Next question comes from It's Deluxo on Discord. If you had to choose one video game world to live in, what would it be? Oh, man.
2: I have so many. Don't you dare steal mine. Don't you dare steal mine. I probably wouldn't mind living in... uh, uh, I wouldn't mind being like a bounty hunter in like the Samus, in like the Metroid universe.
1: Oh, shoot. Okay, you're your own like hardcore. (laughs)
2: That'd be dope. Um wouldn't mind living in, uh... I would never want to live in the Witcher universe. No, that world man, tries no. to freaking eat you. No. That's like living in Australia. No. Like... <laughs> oh man, so true. But with like right. real
1: Every... life monsters. <laughs> everything there literally wants to eat you. Yeah, like, like everything. And everything. Like, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I lost, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Everything's like 15 <laughs> foot tall, like all the big monsters. Everything's <laughs> coming after you, yeah. burning down your city. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, we had to move again. You know, uh, werewolves ate everybody in my town, so <laughs> had to leave.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Um, I would like to live in... I really uh, like that. I'm
1: sorry. I, that, that made me laugh. The comparison with Australia, it's too true. I'm sorry if we have any <laughs> Australian... We I love Australia. I've been there a few times. It's great, great country you got there, but it you, you know it's true. Like it's you, true. It's the perfect comparison. <laughs>
2: when you got ants that could eat babies,
0: no, the, you the know
2: is- the the planet is just out
1: to get you. That continent is... <laughs> cursed every time i see every year around the same time you see those pictures like well it's that season in australia and it's like hundreds of acres is covered in spider webs like the spiders migrate and it's like okay so there's like some billions of spiders and they're massive and trying to kill you like what the yeah heck? why like, would you want to live here you build a wall around your town
2: make sure nothing can get in <laughs>
1: I don't know if anyway. any of those. I don't know if those, fit, those photos might be photoshopped. For all I know, you know, they're, I see them on social media. But even still, National like, Geographic.
2: I, I've seen enough on National Geographic to know yeah. I don't want to live in Australia.
1: I've watched enough Crocodile Hunter. I know. <laughs>
2: um, think of another world would probably be. Uh, would am I living on like, on like the Citadel, in uh, Mass Effect One?
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: That'd be pretty cool. That's a cool place to live. Even though if you know the lore of Mass Effect, you know what happens. But still, cool place to live.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, so if I had to pick a world, I I took it as a totally different direction. You took it like the cool or like, oh, this would be so cool to be a bounty hunter in this world. I was just like, man, it'd be so cool to live in a world with Pokemon. <laughs> like, I'd love <laughs> just super chill and happy. Like, I just want to play with all the Pokemon. I want to have a Pikachu. Like, I don't know. That would be so cool. Like, I, it just sounds so this relaxing. I just want to go out, like, for that to be my job. Imagine that being your job, just being a Pokemon trainer.
2: Dude.
1: That sounds like a blast. Like, you're just chilling, adventuring to eaters, camping, going on hikes, catching cool Pokemon, <laughs> going to a gym, battling some Pokemon. We need... We need to start
2: a personal training program called Poke Trainer, where yes. we
1: actually train humans like a Pokemon trainer would train a Pokemon. Yes. Take like copious <laughs> amounts of notes. Watch the anime and like, okay, like in this episode, they probably travel about this many kilometers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And do like whole like workout hiking routine and like, you know, yeah. adventure, survival. fighting. You got fight like. to fight. You have to do it. So you
2: have... Like my human versus you human in like a cage oh, match. Like, okay, <laughs> left hook.
1: <laughs> okay. I call JJ. Lock, I called JJ. <laughs> I, uh, man.
2: I all right.
1: <laughs>
2: JJ, come back. I summon Garrett. <laughs> oh Garrett, no. Get in there. Like tag team. <laughs> so
1: good. I like these uh, ideas. I like these ideas. I need to keep these coming. <laughs> uh tm 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 uh yeah. <laughs> trademarked <laughs> by super gamer boys yeah yes uh cool yeah no i i definitely would rather be in like a more relaxed chill world take give me like throw me in the ki- the mushroom kingdom like give me a bunch of toads to chill with i don't know i don't know what they do all day but whatever they're doing they seem pretty chill and happy <laughs> i'm in um let me go on some event- adventures with mario uh at first i was like oh Kirby's world would be cool because there's just like a lot of food There's always like a lot of food themes in his in his games. I was like food sounds good Like all the food always looked really good in the games. Yeah, so like in the cartoon as well like growing up watching the cartoon I don't know. I just uh, no. I'm just getting old. I just want to settle down relax You know do nothing just hang out with my Pokemon, I guess Uh, Let's do the last question here. This one was pretty cool, too uh thank you so much atomic menace this is also from our discord and remember you can visit us over at supergamerboys.com discord to join or you can send in questions from anywhere we have an email address that you can access you can go to our contact us page on our website supergamerboys.com uh, or just on any social media just dm us like on facebook instagram Damn. twitter and uh i'll add it to the question list you know but discord's easy because i can just tag everyone at everyone and everyone gets a notification that, Hey, it's question time. Send in your questions. So it makes it super easy to get everyone's attention there. Uh, but honestly, yeah, if you ever want to write in, just hit us up anywhere, literally anywhere. Um, but atomic menace writes in and says, if you could turn any pre-existing non VR game into a VR game, which would you choose? Uh, and he said, think of the pros and cons of each game world as it pertains to your virtual surroundings. Uh, I actually didn't pick up on the last part of that question till just now. Uh, I mainly just I had an answer, but didn't. So while uh, that might be something I need to think up on the fly, but uh, do you have something in your, in, in your head already, or you want me? Yeah, some?
2: Metroid. Oh my gosh, can you imagine a Samus game? Yeah. So Metroid Prime. You play Prime? a Samus. Yeah, like I mean, like any Metroid. Like turn that into a VR game where you're actually behind the, hel- the HUD, behind the helmet of Samus Aran, and that you're is... going through Zeeb's.
1: I mean it's possible just... because they have Switch VR. Remember that cardboard? Oh gosh. The what's it called? What was the cardboard thing that they had for the Switch for a I while? I don't
2: remember. Oh my word, it was like Lobo
1: they... or something. Something not Lobo down like that. Lobo. <laughs> Labo Nintendo Labo, Labo. yeah yes close. so they actually had a VR for those of you who didn't know they actually had a V a quote-unquote VR kit where basically you'd fold up this cardboard into these this goggle shape and you'd slide your switch into this piece of cardboard there's no strap so you had to hold it well you'd actually hold it like like with your hands on either side of your head because you still had to use the controls wow that's lame yeah, like they had, because uh, remember they had, uh, they had a Legend of Zelda VR version, like Breath of the Wild of and VR. Yeah, Breath of the Wild wow. and VR. And uh, like people, there's pictures of people playing it with their basically hands up against their head because they're trying to use the Joy-Cons while this thing thing is up against their face. I don't know Such why you not make design. like
2: a helmet for it and then you can have like this right? controllers by your hands.
1: Right? That, that, that makes That seems like pretty sense. easy to
2: mod anyway. <laughs> just take like some strap.
1: Just duct tape it to your head. It's <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh,
1: oh, well. no bungee straps i don't know but uh yeah so imagine if they did like the metroid vr but it was labo that'd be so sad
2: i mean lame that'd be <laughs> but it was like a, it was done right like an oculus oh my word that mm-hmm. would keep me in vr for hours and I, yeah i know our listeners got probably tired of hearing me talk about metroid but metroid is one of the best nintendo franchises ever made
1: it's great i love it
2: it's awesome uh, uh witcher Witcher in VR would be pretty cool.
1: That would be. Um, I feel like it'd be similar to like the Skyrim in VR, though, right? I mean, other than in the worst Witcher world. Huh.
2: Yeah. I mean, like you can make it where it's kind of like third person, like Hellblade. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it would be. Where you're just kind of like following Geralt around. You can be like his squire. You know, you're, you're Geralt's yeah. squire. You're just following you're just him around. Just
1: following him around watching yeah. things. Yeah. It's more like a movie that you're inside of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's how uh, Hellblade's so- helped. So my my pick, uh, <laughs> you're going to love this Zetch. Got to stay on oh, brand. Got to stay on brand. No, you don't. But, uh, okay. So <laughs> I am, but uh, hear me out, because I think I have a really good idea. Have you ever okay. played any of the tactics games? They have... Uh, Final Fantasy p- p- Tactics? No, no. Okay, sorry. I should have prefaced with... Uh, Oh, who is a developer now? Shoot, now I'm blanking on who the developer is.
0: Sorry, Star-axis. one minute.
1: Uh, you uh, just distract people while I'm Well,
2: so. searching. Uh, I'm sorry. Bioshock would be another cool one in VR. I mean, I know we just beat it, and it's kind of top of mind, but Bioshock would be dope in VR. You got... Uh
1: okay i got okay, it you got it <laughs> so did you play the go series sorry not taxes so the go series on there oh like laura f- croft go so they had Kinda, laura croft yeah. go and then they had they had another one um that, that was VR. Uh, hitman hitman go but no okay so imagine hitman go or laura croft like tomb raider go but metal gear solid in vr like metal so it was metal gear solid worlds because my hear, hear me out again psvr it. psvr it originally was a psvr exclusive now it's on everything i think moss was it was like this top down yep. you have your little mouse on the side you can move him around like move stuff in the world to help him get through the world so that's what i pictured oh the stealth game what if it was more set up like puzzles obviously like that's how i why i compared it to the go series imagine metal gear solid like world and theme where like you're trying to be stealthy keep them hidden get them through the map every time you move the character the other characters in the on the map move essentially like you move one spot they move one spot but you can move things around to help in his you know his endeavor across the map so like you can move a truck a little bit to like have him crawl underneath so he can hide and get to the other side of the map or maybe uh place items like okay i have one I have one cardboard box. I'm going to place it in this corner so we can cl- cl- sneak over this corner corner, and use a box to get to get out or That'd something like cool. that. I don't know. So, a mix between Moss and like the Lara Croft Go, yeah. Hitman Go kind of thing, like a puzzle top down VR thing. I think it'd be kind pretty of cool. cool where you could interact with the world. I don't That'd know. That's my dope. pitch.
2: I mean, when bad, you can actually like assassinate dudes as you're going through?
1: I guess it'd be kind of interchangeable with like Metal Gear Solid or like. Uh, well, well, I almost said <Sell>. too many. I didn't mean it's Splinter Cell. Exactly. Like any sort of like stealth type game where but you, you're you controlling the world so that he's able to s- stealth through it and not get caught, essentially. Whether it's, you know, oh, okay, I have little items. Okay, I can use one. I have one distraction, so like I can I have like a sound, so I can make a sound come from a door, like maybe he throws a pebble or something. Like, okay, it yeah. comes from that corner, but it just distracts him for two turns, and then he's going to go back to his post. I don't know. That Whatever. type of thing. I think not it'd be kind of cool. Not too shabby. Konami, hire me, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'll weed, make the next me- I'll make the next Metal Gear solid. MGS go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready to talk about some news? Oh, dude, am I? I think it's time for the nerdy news. Nerdy news. There you go. I with said a, it With a silent D. With a silent D for you <laughs> just for this week. Um Because I'm just feeling so excited for this news. Holy crap. I was... I almost... I I think I was on Discord. I was like, I almost spit out my OJ and toast this morning at breakfast. Microsoft. Yeah. Well, that's how excited I was. I can't hold it in. Can't help it. Um, Microsoft to buy Bethesda for $7.5 billion to boost Xbox. This is from... Dina Bass uh, and uh, Bass, Dina Bass and Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Microsoft Corp said Monday it plans to acquire ZeniMax Media, owner of the storied video game publisher Bethesda Softworks, for 7.5 billion dollars in cash. Which here's a little cool little tidbit. uh, That's three times the amount of what Microsoft paid for Mojang, which made Minecraft. That's insane. Like that was a huge acquisition. Like what? Microsoft owns Minecraft now. But yeah whatever Pff, no one cares mojang well, you sound like an idiot debuted <laughs> it's all the same <laughs> <Debuted>. uh, <laughs> yeah learn how debut. to spoke <laughs> i'll spoke how i want to spake <laughs> um bethesda is a publisher of games like the elder scrolls doom and fallout and also has at least two titles slated for debut next year ZeniMax, based in rockville maryland owns several other studios across the globe uh such as i brought up the little graphic here so for those of you who don't know, Bethesda or ZeniMax is kind of the overarching, comp- whatever company, whatever they call it, uh, umbrella uh, over top of Arcane Studios, Machine Works, ZeniMax Studios, Bethesda Game Studios, Id Software, Tango GameWorks, Alpha Dog Games, and Roundhouse Studios. Um, and they've made games such as Dishonored, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, Star, well, the upcoming Starfield game, The Evil Within, Prey uh some pretty major games um yeah. so uh it's one of the biggest privately held game companies with 2300 employees worldwide microsoft said the latest in the elder scrolls series has sold more than 20 million copies making it among the top selling games of all time with the acquisition of bethesda we metaphorically and literally doubled our gaming content capacity said microsoft chief executive officer <laughs> officer satya nadella in an interview um Uh, Microsoft is leaning on its game subscription service Game Pass to draw on users and boost revenue and needs compelling content to attract customers to that product. Microsoft said Game Pass now has 15 million subscribers up from the 10 million it announced in April. Bethesda Games have always had a special place on Xbox and in the hearts of millions of gamers around the world, said Phil Spencer in a blog post. Uh, Our teams have a close and storied history working together. So... Yeah, this is all one of those things where it was totally out of left field. Like, there's no rumblings of this, no like precursor, like, hey, like this could be happening. Cause I feel like normally something this big like will leak. People will hear yeah. about this type of thing. Um, but they came out swinging just like, no, this is happening. Um, now they did say that, uh, so there are a couple games that were timed console exclusives to PS5. Uh, Microsoft will keep that commitment," Spencer said in Death an interview. Deathloop
2: been uh, Ghost Network Tokyo or something like that.
1: Yeah, Ghost Ghostwire Tokyo Ghost and Wire. Deathloop uh, are both PlayStation Five timed PlayStation Five exclusives. Yeah. Uh, yeah but Microsoft came out and said uh, we're gonna keep that commitment. Um, future games like Starfield will be available on Xbox, PC, and Microsoft Game Pass video game service, and we'll take other consoles on a case by case basis. So that is an interesting point, even though it's becoming a Microsoft studio. Um, and it will probably majority of the time be making Microsoft exclusives. Um, oh, maybe. They will, you know, let some out to other consoles occasionally, which is, I'm happy about as a more Sony based gamer. But holy cow. Like, this news is insane. Like, yep. <laughs> this is I, huge. This is massive.
2: This I woke up this morning and, uh, drink my coffee, checked my Twitter feed, and I saw that. I was like, nah. Started reading the article. Like, what the heck? This is such a change in the gaming landscape. Like, it is huge. Such huge. a pivot, especially for Xbox. Mm-hmm. For for them to acquire one of the biggest and most well-known, frankly, gaming studios out there. Like, I can oh,
1: totally. T- totally, this is like uh, uh, Bethesda is one of the biggest. I would say they're probably one of the biggest third-party studios out there. Yeah, compared to like even compared to like EA and some of those other they're ones. They're like an
2: like, Ubisoft. It'd be like them acquiring like Ubisoft.
1: Right. Exactly. You know. Like, it, It's just it's hard to even put words to it. So it's exciting, honestly. Like even yeah. like, you know, a, a line like my preferences aside of liking Sony stuff, this is, this is amazing. This is awesome, and this is such a prime time, because. They've already had to delay their big system launch exclusive game Halo to next year, mm-hmm. and everyone's already making all the comments and jokes. Like, well, what are we gonna play at launch? Like, there's nothing. What we get Game Pass? We already have Game Pass. Cyberpunk. Um, right. There will be, but there won't be. There's an a Xbox. lot of good games
2: you can play on Xbox Series X. Uh, They're just is gonna look a lot better.
1: There won't be a Series X official version. Of Cyberpunk at launch, though there'll be like the optimized version, but there won't know. be like the one. That's this another showing. conversation. But anyway, yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was one of those things where it's like, okay, like there's there, there's a lot of third party stuff, is what I mean to say, a lot of third party stuff, but not like the big first party swingers right. out there, like people expected. Yeah. And so now, okay, well, we're just gonna bring all this originally third party studio in under our wing, and now all these awesome games are first party games, and they're all on Game Pass, Game Pass, on both Xbox and PC Game Pass in freaking insane. uh, yeah. huge news, Uh huge acquisition, huge amount of money.
2: <laughs> yeah. $7.5 billion <laughs> is so much cash. The thing that I, what's going to be interesting to me is there is the way they're going to approach exclusivity. Like, and I know everybody's thinking the same thing. Like what is exclusivity going to actually look like? Cause there's yeah. in my head, I see it going two different ways. I see it going either a, all of the, all of their, their major sequels, sequel titles go exclusive to xbox in the future which would make a lot of sony people upset and it feels i don't want to use the word greedy because i don't think corporations are technically greedy uh i would maybe use the word uh upsetting daring <laughs> like <Yeah>. bold <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. interesting move but it would they could technically lock all those major, you know, your Fallouts, your Evil Withins, your Dishonoreds, your Doom, all behind the Xbox console. 100%. And PC. Or option B, they take all those major titles, they make them available for everything else. But then it's like, hey, available day one on Game Pass right here. Boom. If you're already paying for Game right. Pass, guess what? Boom.
1: So that means which is, can, oh, which they've already said they're gonna do all the games are going to Game Pass. I'm talking about the sequels. Like I know all the games like I'm well, talking I, I, to, I'm talking I mean, about it,
2: like Fallout Five.
1: Well, exact but if they're a first party studio, Xbox has already said any first party game is going to Game Pass automatically on launch day. I know. So I feel like that's a given for That's a given for, any
2: that's a given regardless. But I'm saying that right. just having that as a marketing tool. To say oh, yeah, yeah. that, yes, you can play this game on either PlayStation or Xbox. Right. But if you're playing yeah. on Xbox, okay. you already have it. Yeah. That just plays more into their strategy of, you know, getting more subscribers to, to Game Pass.
1: Heck, yeah. And, and on top of that, like, okay, this last week or two weeks ago, announcing uh the prices for the new console. So you're paying... 35 bucks a month and not only are you getting the series x console you're getting two years of xbox game pass and game pass already and ea access game pass and ea access already had a vast library of great titles incredible titles and now they're like oh and by the way you're getting another huge bump in that library with some like not just big title but like epic titles like skyrim they like just said like it was one that almost it's up there with one of the best-selling games of like all time kind of thing like not you know it's uh, over 20 million copies uh, it doesn't touch uh grand theft auto 5 but you know like it's still up there for killing it for game sales yeah. and to to have like some of these top selling top rated games just boom on your service and all under the microsoft umbrella like that's that's awesome that's so so awesome and honestly even even more so has me like okay well i wasn't able to get in on the whole ps5 pre-order thing um uh mostly because like i've talked about previous previously on the show it's like yeah budget-wise just not there right now but an xbox uh and xbox is getting all the bethesda games and there's already a lot of games on there that i've never played before because i haven't owned an xbox all xbox you know all this last generation Man, it's looking looking more and more tempting every day. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I did the math today, just because I'm a glutton for punishment, and uh, you'd end up saving like a hundred and twenty five dollars if you got went with the early access.
1: The all right. access thing. Yeah. You mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, access. yeah, yeah. You basically get like a bunch of free months of Game Pass, essentially. Yeah, pretty like much. How, how, however you look at it, either you get free free months of Game Pass, or you're getting a massive discount on the console. Either way, it's a it's good. It's gonna
2: cost. <laughs> It's gonna cost you eight hundred some odd dollars by the time you're done paying off, the uh, the Xbox.
1: But it's still cheaper than if you paid yeah. for it outright and then paid for yeah. all those months of Game Pass.
2: Exactly, because it's like if you add up the total for two years of Game Pass, add up the total for two years of EA Access, and then added up uh, added the five hundred dollars of the actual Xbox Series X console, then yeah, you are saving saving quite a chunk of change. But you are also crazy. spending eight hundred something. Like I think it's like eight hundred and seventy-five dollars.
1: That I mean, again, like ninety-nine percent of people are gonna have, if you know, they yeah. if they if they bought the console, they're getting Game Pass. So it's like I would have Game Pass I've, Ultimate. I've, Is it ultimate, Game yeah, Pass exactly. or
2: Ultimate? Because that's a quite the distinction.
1: It's it's Ultimate. It's Ultimate. You get ultimate. you get you get Ultimate. Yeah, it's a fifteen dollars a month one. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like it's the way xbox is going everyone is going to have those two things anyways so yeah like yeah you're it ends up being 800 some dollars over the two years but if i was going to have them anyways why not save the hundred and whatever dollars there? <laughs> like it yeah. was worth that's worth it so xbox is killing it they are on fire right now um and as far as like them so yeah there's a 2 timed exclusive right now for ps5 uh Ghost, uh, not Ghostwire. Uh, I mean, that is one of them, but uh, Deathloop is due to come out just this next spring. It was, was supposed to come out this fall. It's supposed to be like a launch window ish game. I think it was like holiday season. Got pushed to Q2 of next year now. That'll be interesting. Firing up the PS5, and at the, the title screen, it says Microsoft Studios. Like, that's going to confuse some people who like aren't going to know. Like, I know not everyone's in the super ga- like nerdy gaming news like us. So, the first time they fire up a PlayStation, quote unquote, PlayStation exclusive, you know, timed exclusive and it says Microsoft studios. And then it says, you know, whatever, uh, whoever, whatever the studios that work arcane, they're going to be like, what the heck is going on here? Like, that's going to be a bizarre site. Honestly, so cool. it's going to be, it's going to be really funny. I can't wait to hear like some of my buddies who, yeah, don't read up on the news. Like, uh, have you seen this? Like what's going on here? Well, um, I can't. and wait then same to thing. Know. And then same thing with Ghostwire. Like we don't have a date on that yet, but yeah, it'll be interesting.
2: Yeah. I'm excited, man. It's, it's quite the turn of events for xbox this year like it's it's been i gotta say this has been the most it's all this has been like the cold war of the console wars right it's (laughs) been super quiet nothing's really happened but then just a few big things just drop like like the pricing for all access uh you know exclude like games coming to playstation the different play c- systems and then xbox responds back with like hey we got uh we, we bought bethesda <laughs> we bought Zeni- we bought Zenimax, <laughs> and all of the property yeah <laughs> man
1: i the only thing that goes through my head is because like i said like we haven't heard any rumblings like like you know the last few months we keep hearing about warner brothers like oh, i was thinking about selling like oh yeah. they're, they're they're interested but no one wants to buy them or at least they no, they, they, would, they, they, they withdrew
2: they, the bid they were like never they, mind. okay yeah they're yeah. like never so mind I,
1: so there's been, like, rumblings of that. The fact that we haven't heard any rumblings about Bethesda or ZeniMax even wanting to be purchased, and then there's been nothing from Xbox saying they're interested. I wonder if it was one of those things where after after Halo got delayed and even after PlayStation, like, I wonder if it is like kind of like this chain of events over the last month or so where it's like they just gave him like kind of slid an envelope across the table or like a napkin across the table with a <laughs> number on it and like like mr mr bethesda picked up the paper just like swears <laughs> quietly to himself and just like nods his head and just like that was it because like they're just like out for like their their monthly chat maybe like every like mr mr xbox and mr bethesda get together and just like have a cup of coffee and one time he's like hey uh what do you think And there's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Like, that's what it seems like. It was just like a whim. Just kind of like, sure, we're bored. Let's do something. (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's bizarre. It's so cool. I'm excited. Uh, Speaking of Xbox, let's get into some backwards compatibility on how some of these consoles work. So we don't have to get too deep into this, but because we all know. That's Xbox's big thing here is backwards compatibility you can play all the way back to OG Xbox on these consoles yep. um, but uh, they they are kind of they put out some numbers here on how the series s and series X are gonna differ a little bit. Um, So there's a a couple tidbits here. Um, And really, this is to lead into another article that we're going to talk about, um, because it's kind of exact opposites, essentially. (laughs) So with Xbox, like we said, you can play everything back from games that came out in 2001, pretty much from 2001 to 2020. You'll be able to play all the games on your system. Uh, So the Series S will, and this is a lower quality model uh, console, Uh, under the Series X, is we'll be able to run these games at an enhanced resolution. There's a three-times boost to resolution on both axes, meaning that titles targeting 480 on the original machine will hit a maximum of 1440p on the Series S, and presumably with the range of performance benefits. Uh, Enhanced 360 titles that were released for Xbox One X, these games will also be enhanced, and will be running with a 2.0, by 2 resolution multiplayer so again it'll be running on up to 1440p um so we're not going to quite get the the 4k uh graphics on the the series s as we did with like the 1x because that's what it says here on 1x they're able to get the like 4k graphics out of some of those 360 games not going to get something like that um but uh yeah definitely improved performance uh comparatively to, yeah. you know, <laughs> like up racing these games pretty, pretty impressively. Um, uh, so I guess, yeah, only the series X will benefit from Xbox one X enhancements to existing games. So anything that previously said, uh, yeah, upgraded for Xbox one X, it's going to look real pretty on your series X as far as the backwards compatibility. One cool feature that I saw, and I think we've mentioned it way in the past, but I forgot about it. They have an auto HDR feature. So essentially, they wrote like a code for their old games where it just like flips a switch, and all of a sudden it just adds HDR to a game that didn't have HDR before.
2: There's adds in textures. That's crazy. It just
1: like apparently HDR. like that's I don't How I don't know because it's not because it's not like they're uh, going through and like redeveloping these games. Like from what I've heard from a different article and what it kind of says here, yeah. Essentially. Um, they're able. It's, it says Auto HDR. Uh, we've seen running on the Series X also features, uh, and on the Series S will be able to do it. And essentially, it just uh, adds HDR to games, which is like the the lighting, like uh, high dynamic range of lighting and colors and stuff like that in mm-hmm. games. So imagine playing like I don't know. Uh, trying to think of an original xbox game with like in like hdr
0: any halo game?
1: uh yeah, yeah any halo well i mean but there's a master chief collection out now gears so i was two. trying to think of like yeah like imagine yeah from 360 gears 2 pumping it out with an hdr guys like, there you go there you go
2: on the xbox one the og xbox
1: yeah so i don't know there's some cool features and all that to say xbox is all about running legacy titles at the best possible way possible even creating software to make the games look better look more modern and then sony comes out this is from vg 24 7 sony confirms no ps5 backwards compatibility with ps1 ps2 or ps3 which is something to preface this uh me personally i didn't think there'd be any backwards compatibility we all hoped for it a lot of people i think expected that that ship has kind of sailed with sony so yeah. it's not su- surprising but it's just a bummer in the wake of like in the same week xbox is like okay you guys have been wondering here's the nitty-gritty details on each individual like like you know digital foundry deep dive on how backwards compatibility works and then sony's like yeah by the way that we know we can do ps4 games but yeah, yeah. that's about it <laughs> yeah so and those
2: ps4 games are mostly from the ps plus collection
1: no, uh, so that's not entirely true. There was another article that I didn't put in here, but it is mentioned in this article. Um, you're right. Like I, th- I think a lot of them are those. You're correct about that. But um, so first, so this was an interview from Famitsu. Uh, PlayStation Five will not natively support PS One, PS Two, or PS Three games. They've revealed. Uh, so Jim Ryan did an interview. We have been building devices with a focus on PS Five specific engineering. Among them, PS4 already has 100 million players, so I thought that I would like to play. This is a Google translated interview because Famitsu is a Japanese magazine. So, um, so I thought that I would like to play PS4 titles on PS5 as well. So I introduced PS4 compatibility. While achieving that, we focus on incorporating high-speed SSDs and new controllers. So, unfortunately, compatibility with them has not been achieved um ps5 is able to natively play ps4 games but that's by the extent of the backwards compatibility support of course if you're moving from a disk space ps4 to a digital only you won't be able to bring forward your physical games so sony initially of course said that it had tested the top 100 ps4 games on ps5 which led many to believe it won't offer native support as xbox series x does with the xbox one but the platform holder later clarified that the majority of PS4 games will work just fine on PS5. In a separate interview with the Washington Post, which just came out this like last week, I think, following the PS5 showcase event, Jim Ryan further reiterated that 99% of PS4 games can be played on the PS5. Hmm. So, originally, yeah, originally they put out that that statement that was like, "Oh, this is the top PS top 100 games are going to work on your PS5." And people were like, "What? <laughs> like, what the heck? Like you can't even play last gen's game on the ps5 um but they have uh you know recently kind of taken that like oh no 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 okay 99 of the games we've tested them and they all work on the ps5 there's just a small percentage that don't um so yeah so the article goes on to say even though the comments are disappointing they're not surprising sony never alluded to having backwards compatibility um but again it's now this is my editorializing it's definitely something we all had hoped for but yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of uh, such an interesting like two sides of this coin where it's like on the Xbox side, there's I don't know, it's so about the backwards compatibility and having this history and this legacy and Sony's just like, no, we're all about the future. We're thinking about the next thing. Screw the past, like, which is so crazy because Sony has such a deep rich past. Like, you'd think they'd want to bring it stay on. in touch with that a little bit, but
2: yeah, I don't know what they're planning on doing, but they I, The thing about backwards compatibility is I got a feeling that it's a thing that all gamers want, but not all gamers really use. You know what I mean? Hmm. So it's like yeah. I mean you really stop and think about ooh, man, I really want to go back and play that game I beat years ago and I want to play it all the way through again. Like that doesn't happen very often.
1: You know? I think I I think I am like Me personally, I am that very specific use case where if I had it, like I would use it all the time because I am super nostalgic for all the weird, stupid games I played when I was a kid, or like the Pizza Hut demo disc and stuff like that. Like that's the that's the weird stuff that goes through my brain at like two in the morning when I wake up. Like, oh man, I wish I could play like the the demo of like Wave Rider or whatever from their Jetpack Moto or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, you're right. I think it's a thing where. Most people don't use it, but yeah. man. I mean, I'm, just... I'll am
2: i like jump in like an old game once and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that game. I want to play that. I'll play through <laughs> it maybe like an hour or whatever, 30 minutes, and then that's it. I go back to playing whatever new game I was actually playing that I actually really want to actually, you know, play. Like So, so sometimes I'll just whip out my N64, play an old game on there, and then, wow, that was great, and then put it away. Like I don't really... In terms of backwards compatibility, I'm not like, oh, man, I can't wait to go back through. Like, I have banjo because we have, like, Rare Replay. Like, there is no other game that's more nostalgic to me. And I think I, that's probably one of the few games I've ever actually went out of my way to actually go through and play through again. You know? And even yeah. at that, I'm not even done with it. I only play it in chunks. Like, once I get, like, another new game that I can play from like kids, like Ratchet & Clank or Mario, then I switch to one of those newer titles, you know? So it's like... For Sony not to offer backwards compatibility, yeah, it's a bummer, but they're really not losing a whole lot, and gamers aren't losing a whole lot. They're just losing out on one thing that they just want, but aren't yeah. really going to use. And once they, once they come to terms with that, it's not going to hurt Sony sales at all.
1: Oh no, not at all. So yeah. it's like
2: whatever. It's kind of like it doesn't it means nothing really if you really.
1: Yeah, it, it. It only means something right now only because everyone is looking at the next generation of consoles even right. though everyone knows they're not going to use it like you said everyone knows they're not actually going to use it but right now in this very specific time when everyone's trying to decide okay do i go ps5 or xbox series um they're they're looking at that as like a, an indicator of which one they're going to go with which i you know is you're right it is interesting that that's like people make such a big deal about it because. Very rarely does anyone actually use it that much, or if they do, it's very seldom, just for like an hour or two, just to kind of play some Dirt Rally real quick or something like that, or whatever they're feeling. So, and Sony, um,
2: Sony yeah, knows the, this; they've said it.
1: Yeah. They're, oh yeah, that's that's like their biggest thing. They're like, we have the numbers. Like people don't use backwards compatibility. We can see what people do with our consoles, and they're not using it for that. So yeah. that's why we stopped putting it in there. Like after like the launch, PS3 had it and then like a year later when they kind of reiterated on the console they stopped offering it gone done deal like no more backwards compatibility yeah um yeah it brought the cost down dramatically from you know the 600 or whatever it was to uh i don't know i forget what it was when they $3. a year $3. later but more reasonable so yeah not surprising but definitely uh I don't know, for me, again, I am the very, very tiny minority, u- like specific use case where I would love to be able to just pop in my disc of Metal Gear Solid and fire it up on my PS5 um, and not have to like drag out a PS1. But that's because I'm a weirdo and I like my old games that I played back when I was like yeah. six. Yeah. Um, but whatever cuz i know i, I know there's going to be a hundred other awesome games to play on ps5 like freaking god of war 2 that's right yeah our next news story here the biggest ps5 announcements from the playstation 5 showcase event so the playstation 5 event happened last wednesday the day of our podcast release i forgot i thought we already covered all this
2: oh my gosh yeah
1: we did uh we did our predictions but it happened the day our episode released so it was one of those things that i t- i was like everyone needs to listen to this episode before they watch the event so then they can see how right or wrong we were
0: Alright. So, I here we go. I usually here,
1: go. Here is some release uh, or some announcements that we got here. Uh, well, right off the bat, actually, I don't even think it's anywhere in the article here, which is interesting, but they really the pricing. Uh, oh, yeah, it is isn't here. It's later on. So, let's, let's do it in order. Here's how the event went. Starts off Final Fantasy 16. They showed off a trailer and boy, oh boy, did it look crazy. And, once again, a PlayStation exclusive. Final Fantasy is coming back home, boys. Well, technically... Maybe back a, home. I guess it was technically a Nintendo. I guess it Nintendo But, you know, for the longest time, it was a PlayStation exclusive after Nintendo. It was Nintendo and PlayStation for a long time, and then only recently went to everything. So It's
2: going to be a timed exclusive. Just like so? Final Fantasy 7-R.
1: Yeah. I mean, it didn't say that.
2: It'll be a timed exclusive. I don't
1: We'll see. I think we need to make a bet on it. I don't know if we have any uh, record keepers out there in, in the audience, but uh, put it on the board. Put it on the board. <laughs> if we <laughs> too bad we don't have an actual board, because I, I think I think it'll stay PlayStation exclusive. I think I think Sony. This might be something where Sony Sony knew something about the Bethesda deal. You think Sony knew something about the Bethesda deal? And they're gonna start locking down, locking down, getting exclusives. Maybe now it doesn't matter. I don't know. The
2: point is, is that like even if they did have five minutes, it's not gonna. It doesn't compare to. Oh, it doesn't compare to the huge. Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft locking down, and the thing is too is. Square Enix, is a third party developer, Mm -hmm. right? It's got to be a 10 exclusive because they're gonna tick off a lot. Oh, I mean, like they. They were in bed with Microsoft for Final Fantasy fifteen. I mean Yeah, like, they were. You know what I mean? Like a lot of that exclusive content about that. And stuff came out for Microsoft. They're just flipping sides. So it's like they can't just be like, oh well this one's the only example. they're they're kinda of painting themselves into a corner if they think that Microsoft gamers aren't gonna play Final Fantasy sixteen. But mm. Final Fantasy seven R is also a time exclusive yes yeah so i'm just using that as an example and if there is any game that more warrants a exclusivity with sony it would be 5 7 r oh
1: 100 percent. yeah no it'll be uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because i just assume like oh no it's locked in it'll be a playstation exclusive but i mean you make good points like they have previously had pretty tight relationships with, with Xbox, like, yeah, with 15. Like, they had huge Final Fantasy 15 events. Like, all, like, it was one of those things where all the trailers had, like, Xbox in it. Kind of like how all the Call of Duty stuff has PlayStation in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that type of deal. So Kajoma will have
2: to make a clip of uh, our bet. That's how we'll keep track of it.
1: There we go. Put it on the board. Kajoma uh, the board kajoma is our board <laughs> thank you so much kajoma for being our board <laughs> uh the, what did you think of the trailer did you have a chance to watch it i did
2: all? i did it's you know they it's definitely a lot darker than other final fantasy 7 or final fantasy games mm-hmm. um and i know it's got a new director he's got the director of uh Tetsuya Nomura namura is not a part of it and another guy i forgot his name is not a part of it it's a forgot the guy's name this is terrible i forgot the guy's name but um it's definitely got a different vibe hmm. um i don't it feels more like they're also kind of going back to more final fantasy more classic final fantasy more fantastic like your final fantasy 12 your final fantasy 6
1: um as far as like the uh, uh, environment and world and kind of stuff like that yeah I mean? it's more
2: like medieval vibe you know yeah, we still have airships and still kind of more like steampunk-ish, I guess. Right. But in like a Final Fan, like a Final Fantasy where steampunk, it would look like freaking like chocobos steampunk. and yeah, you know. Right. So, um. It, okay. It's it looks it looks good. I mean, it looks good. I I don't. I'm if I thought it was a Final Fantasy 14 expansion when I first saw it, honestly. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's the director. The director of Final Fantasy 14 is the director of this one.
1: Okay, interesting.
2: If I if I recall that correctly, but yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm not yeah. super pumped. I mean, Final Fantasy always makes dope trailers. You can go back and look up right. any Final Fantasy trailer, and you'll walk away going, "Whoa, that looks dope."
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I thought it looked great, looked cool. Like, but I'm not necessarily a Final Fantasy guy. Like you guys all know, my the first Final Fantasy game I've ever finished was Remake, just you know, a few months ago. Um, and I've like only dabbled in some of the older ones. So, uh, this is, um, definitely a huge blind spot in my gaming, you know, uh, kind of history as far as like final fantasy as a whole. Um, but yeah. And now that I've played final fantasy seven remake and fell in love with it, I really want to get into 15 and then watching this trailer. I'm like, okay, like, cool. I like, am in. like it just, I'm kind of hooked on this world now, even though like every world is every game is different in a different world. Mm-hmm. Um, it still just gets me excited for like, okay, like I really enjoyed 7 Remake. What I little I played of 15 was, was fun. Like I want to get back into that and get going. And uh, yeah, 16, I'm like, okay, this looks dope. Like it looks really intense. Looks real dark. Looks like it could be a cool one. Uh, they also showed off a quite a good, uh, good, good little chunk of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, as to be expected, we got another glimpse of the game, uh, which had a more in-depth glimpse at gameplay. Showed more Miles Morales a deal with threats occurring in his home neighborhood of Harlem. Uh, Let me see here. I'm trying to figure out what that very weird little snippet the way they they wrote this article here. Uh, Okay, so it will cost $50 for just Spider Man Miles Morales on PS5, but you can get the deluxe edition that includes a remastered version of the original one for $70. Uh, it's confirmed to be a PS5 launch game set to release alongside the console on November 12th. There will also be a PS4 version. So you so w- if you have a PS4, you'll still be able to play Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, those who buy this version will get the upgrade to the PS5 version for free when they play it on the new system. So that's interesting. Oh, that's so you get cool. a free upgrade. Uh, I actually didn't didn't know that part. That's that's really cool. So, so they, that's an, that's another thing. With me not going PS5 right off the bat, like pre-ordering one, They've already announced Horizon Zero Dawn's coming to PS4, like the new Horizon's coming to PS4, Spider-Man's coming to PS4, and there's one one other game. Was it was it Deathloop or was it something else? No, it was a first party game. It wasn't Deathloop. Uh first party Sony game they they announced was actually coming Bugs to PS4 snacks. as well. Oh, Bug Snacks better be on PS4. I need all the bug snacks I can get um <laughs> hogwarts legacy during the showcase avalanche studios a long rumored harry potter universe game was finally revealed titled hogwarts legacy the upcoming game is set during the 1800s as an open world rpg where your actions will shape the wizarding world of harry potter you can learn and customize spells team up with iconic characters and tame fantastical beasts the game is scheduled to release sometime in 2021 um that actually looked i am not into harry potter and not because i don't like it because i've just never I've never watched any of the movies I've never read any of the books it's always been a world that's intrigued me but I just never made the time to get into it so when I saw this I'm like holy cow like that looks like a lot of fun that looks really cool <laughs> Run around in that world but that's have, just me
2: I have no I enjoyed the Harry Potter movies I didn't read any of the books but I have no desire to play this game at all like I don't know it's just I think uh, I'm I'm uh overwent i'm like just like the open world market is so oversaturated and so formulaic at this point i'm just like e-
1: everything is going that way yeah like everything like, is I, open world now
2: yeah i'm over it cool mm. uh i can see a lot of hardcore harry potter fans really digging this game and it definitely looks like it'll do that it's set before the events of harry potter so right this is a chance to kind of really explore more of more of no, that world without yeah. any of the impacts
1: it says eighteen hundreds, because there's the Harry Potter series and then there's the Fantastic Beast series. Is it act, Does it take place? How, where I wonder where in relation to the Fantastic Beast series it takes place. Is it even before that? I don't know. I guess I don't know because I know that that takes place in like I think that takes place in like the eighteen hundreds, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm just thinking. I I saw the first Fantastic Beast movie, and from what I picked up, it's maybe late 1800s. So maybe this is even before that, which would be yeah. kind of interesting. But
2: uh, I just can't wait to see all the uh, comments about J.K. Rowling's, like, comments about... Yeah, it'll be interesting
1: to see how much that affects the game. Like, if that'll, like, kill sales because everyone's uh, hate on the comments she made and stuff like that. Like, I wonder if people would be like, although they were very explicit to say she has very little other than this being her property, like very little to do with the Which creation that of the game. sucks
2: so much. Like if the draw to your game is how the creator isn't associated with it, ooh yeah. yeah, sign me up. I can't wait to see how you messed it all up. Like what the heck?
1: Yeah, it definitely, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one because yeah, it's her world. Like she's not a part of it. Like think of any other property any other property like if like and if the original creator wasn't a part of it most people would roll their eyes and be like oh this is going to be a piece of hot garbage yeah so it's very, it very weird yeah and it normally is so it's very weird like all of a sudden like their whole marketing is like she doesn't have anything to do with it and it's like and everyone's like excited about it it's like usually that means it's bad like yeah a, lo- a, like, lot, oh, a lot don't worry times, a lot of times yeah
0: <laughs> like
1: <laughs> don't
2: worry she's keeping her transphobic hands off this game you you mean her her world that she oh. created? Yeah, what are it's you like, gonna okay.
1: do? What? Like, so is it, so you'd rather like I don't know. I. It's like one of those things. Like I'd rather have a game that's good, right? Yeah. Like, I, I honestly. Game. <laughs> here's
2: the deal. Like you know they're always telling you to separate the artist from the art. How come you can't right. separate the artist from this? Like it's such a double standard in in the in the media. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like oh well she says yeah. something you disagree with. She must be bad. I, get out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm over it. But
1: yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 definitely one of those things. Yeah, you're right. It is kind of a double standard because with other things, yeah, it's very easy for people to do. But then something like this, it's like no. Yeah, no, I don't want anything. I don't want anything to do with the game if she's. It's yeah. like oh, okay. Well, don't cancel but,
2: cuties. But uh, you know, but if she yeah. says something you disagree with, then you know you should totally cancel it.
1: Like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, let's it's don't get me riled up, tricky. man. It'll be it'll, yeah no. I'm trying to figure out how to move on because you you'll get all riled up man. here. So let's uh, talk way. about some Demon Souls remake here. Uh, after the exciting reveal of Demon Souls remake a couple months back, we finally got to see gameplay footage from Software's action RPG in action. Uh, what was shown was mostly the introductory areas of the classic. Uh, uh, From Software Action RPG rendered in completely new detail. This included a look at at a giant boss, as well as a nearly instant transition between bonfires due to the PS5's SSD. Naturally, it also included footage of the player's character getting killed by a boss. Um, It also is confirmed to be a PS5 launch game set to release on November 12th. Uh, Now, here's... Oh, man. Here's a big one. When I was watching the PS5 event, literal just chills went through my body like i got all tingly i got so excited i literally fist pumped my boss is sitting there he's like what are you doing i'm like i'm working i promise (laughs) um while i'm turning my screen away but i was like straight up just cheered like i was like so freaking excited when all of a sudden you just see the logo slowly appear on the screen it's
2: getting delayed
1: God of War sequel baby at the end of the presentation Sony availed the next God of War game which briefly teased Ragnarok is coming developed again by Sony, uh, Sony Santa Monica Studios the new game's confirmation appropriately coincides with the earlier tease from series director Corey Barlog on his Twitter very little else is known on the game so basically the teaser was like a logo and a little bit of voiceover and then like the, the music uh, as soon as the music kicked in it was still like a black screen all of a sudden it's just like the Boom, 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 and I'm like, yes, go to war! <laughs> like I instantly knew. Oh man, I'm so excited. It says 2021. It's getting delayed. Uh, but yeah, that's what I was saying. I'm like, that's really soon. It's getting delayed. And I follow Corey Barlog on Twitter, and he tweets a little too much to be working on a game. Like, he's always at home watching TV. I was like, there's no way he's been working on a game. Like, the last one took him five solid years of just, like, ripping their hair out because they were working, like, 24-7 on the thing. I was like, it's been only, so 18, 19, it's only been two years. only been two years since the last game came out. Yeah. There's no way and they could have been it's working coming out on it next while year. While they were
2: working on the first one, there was a lot of there was a lot of yeah. hints about Ragnarok in that first game.
1: That is true. Like, it's not like it was yeah. a
2: surprise, you know. They, they, kept, right. they kept talking about it. And one of my gripes about it was they kept talking about all these characters, and they kept on waiting to meet them. Like they were giving like detailed backstories and things that they had said. Like, oh man, I can't wait to beat the crap out of this guy. And then yeah. you know, the end of the game, you're like, what? I don't get to fight Odin.
1: I don't like this guy yeah yeah you know? yeah no they they alluded to a lot of other gods I mean the name of the game is God of War and like that was the older games is like killing these gods and then this game like there's they keep talking about all these different gods and you never never get the full experience of them so I I'm so stoked for the sequel I think you're right I think it'll totally be delayed but uh, that was one of my uh, the way I tried to console myself this past week when I didn't get a pre-order was uh, well I missed it this round but i'll just get the god of war 2 special edition
2: yeah
1: uh when it comes out i'll get the game bundled, bundled with it it'll be like a cool looking you know design on the case i'm like i'll just wait for that one it'll be pretty sweet um okay so now to uh let's do one more thing before the price and release date here although most of you guys probably already know but uh playstation plus collection <laughs> uh it seemed sony's approach to backwards compatibility in the ps5 will come in a new form of the playstation plus collection the added perk to existing PS Plus subscriptions will provide PS5 players access to a library of PS4's best games, including God of War, Days Gone, Persona 5, Monster Hunter World, and more. So basically, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber and you buy PS5, right off the bat, you're going to have access to, I don't have the list in front of me, but there's like 20 games on there. There's quite a few. Um... 20, yeah, 20 to 25 games. Yeah. It's a pretty good chunk of like kind of the top hits from PS4 are all going to be available at launch as soon as you fire up your PS5. So basically, if you never owned a PS PlayStation during this generation, the PS4 generation, right off the bat, you'll be able to jump into some of the biggest and best games from the PlayStation, which is pretty sweet, pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, and some and some other ones that aren't exclusive, like Monster Hunter World, obviously that's not an exclusive. Yeah, there's
2: was a few but... third-party. Uh, Resident Evil Seven.
1: Right. Yep, that was on there. Um, I wonder if I can find a list real quick of a uh, uh, PS Plus yeah, I
2: collection. Know all this. There's a lot of uh, the main, like Last of Us was in there, Bloodborne was in there. Um, trying to think. So, uh, God of War. Okay, here we
1: go. Uh, so, Batman, Arkham Knight, Battlefield One, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit, Become Human, Fallout Four, which is interesting. Now that that's a, a uh, whatever, Microsoft yeah, Studio. Yeah, that's not. Granted. Lasting. Uh yeah, I wonder if uh, how long that'll that'll last on there. Granted, it it is already out on Sony. It's unless, not like it's coming out. But... Unless
2: they're getting any royalties on it, in which case, like yeah, sure, fine, keep it. We get the royalties.
1: Yeah right. Uh, Final Fantasy 15, God of War, Infamous, Second Son, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X or 10, 10. Uh, Persona 5, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil 7, Uncharted 4: The send, and Until Dawn. So, quite a few of the PlayStation exclusives. Until done. I think pretty much... Uh, the only PlayStation... Major PlayStation exclusive I see missing off here is like Horizon. That's kind of surprising. And Spider-Man. Oh, and Spider-Man, yeah. Um, but, I mean, still a pretty substantial group of games there. It's pretty, pretty awesome. So, uh, that's another kind of... It comes nowhere near the amount of games that you're getting with like a Bethesda... Uh, you know, acquisition yeah. like Microsoft or the 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 huge library in Game Pass, but I mean, it's Quality's it's there. an it's, it's an attempt on Sony's side to at least bring you some quality games at the launch when there's only going to be a handful of games Man. at launch. Like you're literally getting Demon Souls, Spider Man. Uh, actually, let me find that uh, um, launch PS5 games. I thought they were in that article, so that's why I didn't bring them up beforehand. But now. I need to bring it up here um so here's the confirmed ps5 games at launch first party uh so
2: first party Sorry.
1: my computer totally just like
2: uh, did it really
1: <laughs> it's still good it's still good hang on hang on hang on hang on, hang on there and it's making me scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen. Um, Yeah, there, there, there's a good, decent number of games that are coming out at launch, but, like, nothing crazy. So that's, so I mean, th- this will help. Like, the play- PS Plus collection is going to, like, be substantial. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing like...
2: Yeah, Miles Morales dropping day one.
1: Yeah, so here we go. At launch, uh, Astro's Playroom, which comes pretty low down on all PS5s, Demon Souls, Destruction All Stars, which is that weird like demolition derby game where you can get out of the car and run around and blow stuff up too. I don't, I don't Ooh know, yeah, sign me sense. up. That sounds
2: like super. That sounds like a lot of fun. Nah, Same thing with Astro's all. Playroom. Can't wait.
1: Astro's Playroom. I'm actually kind of interested in only because uh, it's based off of uh, like the VR, the Astro Bot Rescue Mission, and people said that was actually a really good platforming, like 3D platformer. Hmm. Uh, like one of the best 3D platformers, like a lot of people played on, uh, you know, on PS4. I guess you can compare. And it, in the, the, it was in VR to boot. Like it made it even cooler. A lot of people said. So it's based off of that architecture. I'm like okay, if you're getting a full Astro game at that launch, you know, for those people who missed it on VR, that'd be kind of neat. Um, Fortnite, obviously. Devil May Cry Five Special Edition, Godfall, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, and Sackboy: A Big Adventure. So
2: Godfall wasn't even mentioned during the uh showcase.
1: Not at all. Not at all.
2: That game's gonna be so, really good then.
1: <laughs> so good, man. So good. So here's the last bit of information we got from that release. Uh they finally confirmed PS5's price. So it is coming out November twelfth, as we mentioned previously. Uh the base model will be four ninety nine and the all digital version is three ninety nine. So Pretty much spot on to what I was thinking. Like, I think last week I I even said it'd probably be like the base one would be match the Series X, and then at most the digital one would be a hundred dollars cheaper. But probably, like I think I said, like between fifty and a hundred. So yeah. I feel pretty good about that. I, I was I was both excited and bummed because I'm just like, obviously I, I wished it was cheaper, but it's like no. But Sony's gonna Sony, and yep. you know <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna stick to you know well, pretty standard pricing can't take scheme the loss there. On it too. No, yeah, not at all. They don't have the game Game Pass to make up for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I also kind of felt that, like the showcase itself was kind of just kind of vague. Like they didn't really, mm. like they were like, oh, here's the prices and here's the release date. But then they were like, they were, if, but if you want to find out what the power of each of these consoles is, you got to go talk to Jeff Keighley <laughs> and like right. follow Jeff Keely on Twitter. You know? Oh, you want to find out what the pricing is for PS Plus Collection? Uh, well, we're not gonna really. They did not tell you that either. They just said it was the thing. They didn't tell yeah. you, well, is it bundle with my PS Plus? Is that right, something exactly. extra I got to pay? Like, there was, like, no, you know, nothing new about it. Then there were, like, some of the games on there were, like, oh, this game's captured on PC. And then some think, of the... I
1: think just, just the first game was. The very first one was, was just two. Final Fantasy Sixteen. There two games.
2: Final Fantasy Sixteen
1: and... Uh, it's it's whatever the first two games because I remember they showed the first yeah. one or two games and then and then they're like okay from here on out it's all PS5 but yeah what was the second game they showed off I don't remember yeah which just um, felt kind of weird was it, was it like Call of Duty because they showed off there was some other games I didn't mention that they showed like uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Devil May Cry Five there's a couple other things that yeah. they did show off um, yeah I uh, oh the oh man but the biggest thing is the whole pre-order debacle yeah oh
0: yeah they said
1: they said in the showcase pre-orders will be available tomorrow starting tomorrow and then walmart is straight up like f that and like two hours later just like, drop pre-orders yeah, you
0: can like,
1: oh man people were going nuts online getting those they were gone immediately um and then like uh, an hour after that target drops them a couple hours after that best buy drops them and like 45 minutes after that GameStop's like, we're in. Yeah. And by by the end of the night, Amazon dropped their, their their load too. And it's like, okay. So basically you lied to everyone in <laughs> saying that pre orders <laughs> are going live tomorrow. And they really all went this afternoon and that night. Yep. Which sucked. Um, and granted, they still were doing their own exclusive pre orders if you got invited, which I did get invited. I uh, wasn't able to 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 snag one so dumb. but uh for for myself. Uh, by the time I got through the line uh, all sold out
2: and they were like oh so well, like, more oh. ps 5s actually produced than PS4s it's like a weird yeah. way to kind of make you feel like you had like a chance of getting one yeah. and you're like
1: no I don't they're all gone yeah they they did come out I saw they made a statement uh, at least they kind of owned up yeah they did apologize and own up to like the whole thing there's like hey like that wasn't cool right yeah we're really sorry about that (laughs) okay because that's not sony like they're totally ones to be like sweep under the rug let's like just move on but yeah here's a tweet let's be honest ps5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother we truly apologize for that over the next few days uh we will release more ps5 consoles for pre-order retailers will share more details and more ps5s will be available through the end of the year so i wonder what that looks like are they like ramping up production at these Uh, that these factories like hey we already we only ordered this many but we need double that now like what i wonder what the deal with that is like how are they just gonna like make you know playstations poof out of thin air there but i don't know i don't know pretty pretty crazy crazy week lots going on oh Um, man so much news that's a lot of news uh we're what almost an hour and a half and we're still doing the news there was so much good stuff i know so much good stuff um Dude, do you have any other thoughts on, on this PlayStation 5 uh, showcase there?
2: No. I'm really excited for everybody that was able to get a pre-order. pre-order. Dude, And uh, I hope you guys give us a tweet about how much you love it.
1: Shout out to Boba Fletch. He messaged me right away. He's like, dude, I snagged a digital one. Here's the link. Go get one. And I go into the link, head in my cart, got all the way to the end, hit checkout, it's like, sorry, this item is no longer available. I'm like, no, why? That happened like three times, like three different times. And every time I'm like, I really shouldn't do this because I can't really afford it right now, but I just kept trying anyways. And every time, every time I hit the checkout button, sorry, this God's item is. It. So I was like, was God totally. was like, no, Garrett. 100%. I said God's no. no. <laughs> He's like, you shouldn't do this. Family first, nah, man. Uh uh uh. Nah, uh, uh. <laughs> Should have said the magic okay. words. Nah, uh uh. <laughs> uh. But cool. Well, let's get on to the patreon ad all righty guys so we're gonna make this snappy because we're getting late in the show but if you guys missed it at the top of the show somehow but uh we are supported by our Patreon supporters to do this show. We have some awesome people over there who support us each and every month to make uh, help us make this happen. Uh, and you can be one of those people too. Uh, just a dollar a month, that's uh, our, our lowest tier. That gives you access, uh, early access, and ad free access to our episodes every week. The night. Of, we record them the Monday night. You will get them right away. Uh, and now, starting this month, you will get our bonus episode only and always available just to Patreon supporters. It's not something that later is going to come out to everyone. Only ever going to be available on Patreon. So if you want to be able to listen to us and our Super Gamer Book Club talk about Cool classic games that, you know, from back in the day that we loved or hated, or I don't know, you'll have to listen to, to hear our thoughts on those games. Um, but it will be fun kind of going through history and playing some of those things. And uh, and we've also been talking and we're excited to get some, possibly some new guest hosts. This next episode, we have Adrian, our Patreon producer. And in the future, we may have more guests popping in to share their thoughts on some of the cool games we're playing through. Um, $5. You get the show notes early. Uh, so you can actually leave your questions, comments, concerns directly on the doc and see what we're going to be talking about. Read through the articles yourself. Uh, chime in. That'd be pretty sweet if you want to do that. $5 a month. $10, you're a sponsor. You get the shout out on the show. So you get all the previous perks and shout out each and every week. Uh, chance for JJ to make fun of you or tell funny stories or whatever. Ask you for cookies. Thanks, Dan Dan James there. He, he reached out on Discord. He's like, dude, you guys are family. You're welcome here anytime. Which, Dan, all I have to say is, He's never going to hear this because he's a Patreon supporter, but uh, careful what you say uh, because I don't think – I think you underestimate uh, uh, JJ's uh, uh, abilities in uh, wrecking your home. That's for sure. Our $15 a month level, uh, you get to be a Patreon producer just like Adrian Holmes where you can call the shots, you can tell us what to do, you can be a cool guest host on our Super Gamer book club uh or you know adrian was a host on, co-host on the show in the past he was here on on uh, super gamer boys prime i guess you could call it and uh we uh it was a lot of fun so i'm excited to have him back it's been a while but uh yeah become a patreon producer and you can help run the show kind of you know be uh be the little uh angel or devil on our shoulder whispering little uh, little ideas to us so yeah. um join us at that but now Oh, that's patreon.com slash SuperGamerBoys, by the way. So now, let's get back to the show. Alrighty, guys. Uh, So, let's get through this last little bit here. We got some cool new releases. Uh, Hades came out on Switch and PC September 17th. Uh, Now, I always forget the developer's name. Supergiant. Supergiant, yes. This game looks awesome. Have you played any of Super Giant's games? Uh I want to say yes. Bastion, but I also... Transistor, Pyre. They're all amazing. No, like Bastion. I, guess, I guess I haven't. You know what? Transistor is one of those I've almost bought like a hundred times. Like it's always on sale. I've always been like. Is close to buying it and I yeah. never have. So no, I have not played a Super Giant game because I am a horrible human being. Yeah, you should check out Love. Adrian, I'm sorry. Please continue to support us. Uh, I hope this doesn't make you cancel your uh, your Patreon support there because I know Adrian is the biggest Super Giant. Uh, just indie games in general. Adrian's a man when it comes to like cool indie games. He's always like tweeting stuff out. Hey, you need to buy this game. You need to buy this game, and they're always on sale. And he's always tweeting about it. And I'm the horrible loser human being piece of garbage that won't We're buy that support. Far. I I not support indie developers, so one of these days I need to buy these games, support these cool indie developers and try them try them out. But Hades looks dope.
2: It looks super good. I can't wait to get my hands on that one cuz that's like I love super giant games. I Bastion uh on 360, I actually got all the achievements for that game. And I don't get all the achievements well for any game. Except for I think the only other game that I've ever done it for was goes, Ghost of Tsushima. So Cool. That's to yeah, tell you how much I love that uh, the Bastion, and then I have Transistor, have not finished it. I started okay. it, and it's what makes Supergiant so good is the way they tell their stories. I have Pyre. I also played through Pyre too. I have that one. I actually on PS4, and um, even the storytelling. That that's that's their
1: last game, right? That, that that just came out a few years ago. I think it's their the most recent one is Pyre, correct?
2: Yeah, it's like a weird yeah. basketball type game, and like okay, yeah, I, I you're basically that. in purgatory or hell or, or comparable to it and you're trying to win this tournament so you can get out and so but the thing is whenever you lose they just incorporate that loss into the story so it's not like you have to redo the match you just kind of uh-huh. keep going and then you develop like rivalries and you have like all these it's so it's so interesting like and it's they, they're really clever in the way that they approach game making like it's it's awesome so I really can't wait to get my hands on Hades because nice. I know it's going to be great and yeah it looks great color and everything looks
0: really cool. Dude, soundtrack. that's awesome.
2: Darren Korb does some of the best music and games around, so huh. check it out. Especially the Bastion Alrighty. soundtrack. Go check out Bastion.
1: Yeah, I feel like I need to go check out, look for some sales on these games now. Play yeah. some. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisp came out on Switch September 17th. The Long Dark came out on Switch September 1st. That's not right. Maybe I was supposed to. Those either supposed to be a seventeen or an eighteen. So sorry about that. Crisis Remastered came out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC Ooh. on the eighteenth. Super Mario Three D All Stars came out on Switch on the eighteenth. And WWE Two K Battlegrounds came out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on the eighteenth. That one's for you, JJ. You're not here, and you're never gonna play it. But that one was for you. For you. Yeah, man. Alrighty, Zech. What have you been playing?
2: so after i finished playing through bioshock and i finished playing ghost of tsushima i was in like that weird uh limbo of what game am i gonna, what game am i gonna play next so i bounced around between a few games i've been wanting to go back through and replay until dawn again because my okay. first playthrough of that i made it and I had like most of the characters alive i think i only lost like one or two but by the time oh, i dang. got to like the last scene i lost like five <laughs> I was oh like, no! Dang it! <laughs> like I was doing so <laughs> good. <laughs> oh man! And um, so I want to go back through and play through that game just because that that's like uh, I don't know. But Quantic Dream does a good job with Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls and Detroit Become Human. But if you really want to play the best version of those games, you need to go play Until Dawn. Like
1: now, Until Dawn's made by. Who's it made by? Oh
2: crap! I'm blinking on the developer.
1: Oh, it's made by the same people who made uh, uh Men of Madan, which if you haven't watched our YouTube series Spooky Gamer Boys from last year, uh, you can go check that out, or not, because it's not a great game. Basically, it's four episodes of a really bad game and us trying to be scared. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm not scared. I think if you're I... into, so if you wanna if you wanna play through the game without spending any money on it and watch JJ and I jump at random stupid things throughout the game, just go watch our YouTube series and you don't have to spend money on *Men and Medan. Um it's made by supermassive games.
2: Supermassive. That's right. Yeah.
1: So they did Until Dawn, uh they did Hidden Agenda, which was that uh, basically it's same type of game as Until Dawn, but it was the phone, the party play one. You got up to like eight people all mm. chiming in and making decisions. Um, I did actually did that with my wife. That was really funny. We sat on the couch on her phone to like make decisions, and it's like a murder mystery thing. That's um, cool. And uh, the, yeah, the Dark Pictures Anthology, which they have Man and and then the new one is, co- is coming out soon Is that is called Little Hope. You yeah, have a bunch sc-
2: of gnats flying around you, by the way.
1: Yeah, I know. It's because I'm in my garage and there's three lights around me. That's so funny.
2: But cool. um but yeah, so I was playing through Until Dawn. If you guys if any PS4 owners are out there and they haven't played it, I highly recommend you get it. It was on PS Plus uh right around the time when I actually first got my PlayStation, so I swooped it on it then.
1: Same here. Yeah, I got my PS4 was like that month or like a few months later. I got Until Dawn. I'm like, "Oh, all right, cool."
2: Yeah. Uh so I've been, I've been playing through that and then I still kind of like not really super into it looking for something to play and then I went and played um Devil May make Cry 5. And that game has got it's hooked in me really, really deep. Mm -hmm. I think I said at the top of the show, I was kind of like stuck at the very beginning. But now that I kind of have like the system kind of figured out, it is a really fun just beat up game. Like it's super over the top. Like all the characters are just like just huge personalities, very Mm. cheesy, corny dialogue. It is just everything you want and like just like that action art, that
1: It's a action game, game where it's a game where you literally p- split your motorcycle in half and turn it into two swords and beat the crap out of people with it. That. Like that's the kind of thing that Devil May Cry five is. Like that's all I remember from the gameplay video is like that yet. Yeah. Like they I I think it might have been uh I think it's DLC. I don't know if it's actually like something where not DLC, but some bonus thing, like pre order bonus they got. Maybe you get it yeah. later in the game, but I feel like they said it was like some ex- like bonus thing they got. But yeah, like beating the crap out of people with like half of a motorcycle. It sounds so <laughs> crazy, bonkers. Like, what in the world? Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's like the. You have like three different characters you can play as. You can play as uh, Nero, who you start off as, and you have uh, V, who you get second. And I haven't gotten to Dante yet, but Dante is the third character you can get. And. The playstyle, but at least between the two that I play, between V and Nero, is super dynamic. So switching from one character to the other, you're like, "Ooh, yeah, this is awesome. Because They, they all feel very unique and they can mm-hmm. do different things in the way they approach combat. So super clever. The storyline is like so blah. Like I don't <laughs> I could I don't even like I'm, it's so weird enough. Like the weirdness of it keeps you like wanting more. But when you really step back and you're like, Oh well there's this crazy demon plant that's growing on top of the surface of the world and it's somehow destroying everything and feeding off of human blood and you got all these other people that are looking for think all the sword of Sparta and you got these other characters that you've never met but you're supposed to care about but they give you like no backstory. Oh no that's not true. I guess there is like a history of DMC you can watch like on like the main menu if you want to get all that stuff,
1: but still. Oh, that, that that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. You just need to play more, you just need more like Kojima games in your life and then like something like yeah, so Devil you, May Cry makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're
2: conditioned for this, so this is totally a Garrett game. What's, I'm all
1: about reading between the lines and figuring things out on, on my yeah. own. <laughs> so. But yeah, oh, I'm boy. playing through
2: that and then uh, next month, Super Gamer Book Club we're playing through uh Mass Effect 2.
1: And yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've
2: already got that one started. And, um, man, that game is just, part of the pun, but it is stellar. It is interstellar.
1: Ah, so. I see what you did there.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I've been um, playing.
1: that about you? Cool, dude. Uh, I finished up Bioshock, as I said, at the top of the show. Um, can't wait to talk about it tomorrow, tomorrow night. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. But uh, the the only other game I got to play was Super Mario Sunshine, baby. And that's right. Not on the GameCube, but on my Nintendo Switch. And let me tell you, I fired up that 3D Super Mario All-Stars copy on my Switch. On my big old 55-inch TV. Grabbed my 8-bit dough SN40 Plus Pro controller. um, And uh, it looked real good. It looks really good uh tell you what those controls not what i remember uh granted you know when did sunshine come out a long time ago it was a gamecube game i don't remember the year uh but i do not remember it controlling so horribly and i don't know like, obviously, some some things get a little janky when you port them. So is it an issue with the port? Or was it actually originally that bad? Because maybe it was something where, well, there's a little bit of more give in a GameCube controller. Maybe it was designed more for the GameCube controller and not so much for the precision of, like, a pro controller. Like, that could be an issue, too. Either way, I was falling off of buildings left and right. I'd hit the jump button. <laughs> he wasn't jumping. I hate how the camera, you can't, if there's a building in the way, the camera's like, sorry, like, Screw you. you. You can't see what's going on or you can't turn anymore. Like, like I, I want to see what's going on. Like there's a wall in the way. The camera was literally <laughs> stuck. So there was one. Oh man, it was so frustrating. There was this one area where there's literally these walls in the shape of an oval, very tall walls, like to the point where like I could barely jump out of it. It was like something where I'd use my jetpack to even get out of it. But my camera accidentally, when I fell in, instead of the camera dropping down in the pit with me the camera fell on the outside of the wall, but the camera is designed. It doesn't go through. It can't and will not go through walls. So basically I couldn't go take the camera back up because the camera only goes up when you jump. And I couldn't go left or right and go through a wall because that's how the game's designed. Like the walls are concrete and the camera is physically in the world, almost like it's an actual video camera in the world. And I'm like, uh, Okay, I can't see Mario. Like, I don't know how to get out of this hole. So I started just jumping and praying. I grabbed a ledge, and eventually <laughs> I got out of there. I'm like, this is horrible game design. Like, this is so bad.
2: Yep. And all 64 that beside, Mario too. <laughs> bad game. Yeah. I,
1: so I, yeah, I didn't I didn't jump in this uh, Mario 64 yet, but that was the biggest thing that hit me. Is like, oh man, the controls are real touchy, and uh, like, in, completely in, like imprecise, and the camera is horrid. But all that to say. It still was so much fun running around, like cleaning up graffiti all over the world, and like killing the the goo monsters and stuff like that. Again, I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I'm like, this feels like so wrong and so right at the same time. <laughs> like, it feels bad to play, but it feels so good to be playing it. So, I, I that was a fun one. I did jump in the galaxy just for a couple minutes. It's interesting how they do the motion control stuff in in galaxy because I I was still able to use my eight bit dough controller my uh sn40 plus or whatever i have um but uh like you actually like it uses the gyroscope in the controller to basically like put the crosshairs on the screen to grab like the little star bits and stuff like that like that's how and you there's a button set on the controller i think it's the r button to center it because like sometimes it gets a little uncalibrated like i'll be holding a controller like flat in front of me and all of a sudden boom like the crosshairs like fly up in the off the screen i'm like oh that's not right so you, you know you just hit r and it recalibrates it to the center of the screen so it's a little that's a little janky um and i feel like that's something that's just going to take getting used to mm. um uh and i think once i'm used to it it'll be good i think it's designed though to use with joy cons like one in each hand it would probably be a lot more comfortable to play but i just love the feeling of my my bit dough controller like it has such a good feel like it's a nice big solid controller to hold um I love my so cons. um joy cons are, are good but not but yeah so we'll, we'll see I, I might i definitely want to jump back in the galaxy as i was talking about last week that's the one i haven't really got i've never played galaxy before on the wii um because we got rid of it before then so i'm really stoked to play through that but yeah so far so good with the super mario thing other than sunshine just make me want to beat my head against the wall a couple times but all in all i'm like okay this is fun for what it is. And, and it's a game that my son, Chupp, he can sit and watch me play. Like he's obsessed with Mario, loves Mario. And he sat there for like an hour and a half while I played Mario Sunshine. I'm like, this is awesome. He won't watch me play any other game, and <laughs> he can't watch me play any other game. But Mario, he has all the stuffed animals and loves it. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is a character he likes and enjoys, and he can actually sit and just watch me play. So that was a fun one. That's super cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Well I think that's it. We good to go? Yeah, man. I'm do, tired. So we get, it's late do we now. get the pass? Do we get the pass here? we get out of here? Um, no. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode this week. We very much appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us ramble about video games, our thoughts, and uh, about what's going on in the nerdy video game world. Um, if you would so... <laughs> Uh, would you kindly go over to patreon.com slash super gamer boys and support us over there at just a dollar a month you can get our bioshock episode our super gamer book club episode coming out on friday uh and you know the end of the last friday of every month we'll be getting those bonus episodes for uh a different game next month as such kind of revealed earlier just a little bit ago we are doing mass effect 2 for next month in the future we are hoping to figure out how to do like a voting system to get people to pick i think but we're still working out some kinks so uh tbd TBD. um you can also support us over at supergamerboys.com store if you want some sweet merch if you saw earlier i was sipping out of my super gamer boys coffee mug this is the old 1.0 1.0 version, uh, so this is just featuring me and uh, JJ, but the new one has Zetch's face on there, yeah. all three of us. Um, you can find us during the week at supergamerboys.com, Twitter and Instagram at supergamerboys, facebook.com supergamerboys. I am over on Twitter at GMorling. JJ is over on Twitter sometimes at JJPardum, uh, and Zetch is over on the Twitters and Instagram. At
2: nerddad Zetch.
1: Nerd yeah, which it's I apparently I need to update the website because someone in Discord is like, "Do you even have a Twitter still?" And you're like, "Yeah," but our our website, SuperGameBoys.com, had old information for you, which does not work. Um, thank you so much to Star Andrews for our logo. You can check her out on Instagram at GroundFloorGraphics and facebookcom graphics. And uh, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. So
2: awesome! Thank you everybody for hanging out. I'm Zech Keenan. He is Garrett Morling we are the Super Gamer Boys.
1: And we will catch you on the flippity flop.
2: Later.